What is up, Elite Sports listeners? This is Alex with your MMA Monday show. Uh, coming at you now with a it's kind of a new show that we're doing here, uh, doing something a little bit separate from the uh, typical MMA part of our Elite Sports broadcast. Uh, we do have Sam here with us uh, just to kind of help out because uh, I can't run any of the technical side of this on my own. Um, but today we're going to go, you know, it, it, I appreciate that because this would be a show without you. Um, but today, uh, I'm going to start off with a little UFC 222 preview. Uh, in fairness, this is getting recorded on sat or on Friday before the pay-per-view. Uh, you'll be listening to this on Monday, but, uh, I think I've got a pretty good breakdown for everyone that regardless will be, uh, good to have for pre and post fight. Um, and outside of that, have quite a bit of MMA news that's happened here in the last couple of weeks uh, with John Jones, Fox, uh, Fox TV deals, and even uh, some news out of Amazon. Um, but just kind of start off here, we have the uh, UFC 222 coming up this weekend uh, on Saturday, headlined by Chris Cyborg versus Yana Kunsikia. Uh Really, I'm going to kind of start at the bottom and go down here with the card. Um, really, this is just another, uh, I guess, a gatekeeper for Chris Cyborg in that women's featherweight belt. Um, there's, uh, I don't foresee Yana Katsikia being a real challenger to her. Not to take anything away from Yana. She's actually pretty legit, a pretty legit kickboxer. Um, but I just, I just don't see her being able to pull it out. Um, co-main event is uh, going to be Frankie Edgar versus Brian Ortega in uh, a match that I am insanely excited about. Uh, Brian Ortega has one of the best submission games uh, in the in MMA right now, but that's putting that submission game up against an amazing grappler of Frankie Edgar's level. Frankie Edgar has one of the lowest takedown, uh, or, or sorry, one of the best takedown defensive percentages in the UFC. Uh, I believe it's sitting at about 84% or something ridiculous like that. So uh, for Brian Ortega to really even work that game, he's he's going to have to, he's going to have to get Frankie down. And that's a tall order in and of itself. Um, that being said, uh, Frankie Edgar is getting a little bit older. Um, not that we've seen him have some, any, bad signs of aging per se uh he is definitely getting up there in age and you do have to wonder if that's going to kind of affect his game um but you know if frankie does win it he should be in line next for a featherweight title fight uh following that we have a bantamweight bout uh between sean o'malley and uh andre sukamp and uh this is going to be a really close one and i don't know how to really call this uh sean o'malley people really know him um from a lot of his the uh the gifts that come out he typically does the funny weigh-in stunts with uh his opponents you've uh sam you've probably seen him he um <clears throat> one time he brought his opponent roses uh another time him and his opponent kind of did the wedding crossing arms while drinking their post weigh-in coconut milk Who um his oh, name is uh, Sean O'Malley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, okay, uh, he's yeah. the uh, he's a he's a bigger guy, isn't he? Well, he's fighting at bantamweight in this fight, but he, yes, he has typically been a bigger guy. Okay, um, yeah. He's kind of he's actually gone down recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, what you're talking about. But yeah, funny guy. Um, he he always has 
antics during weigh-ins. I, uh, I assume they weighed in today. I guess I should have looked and seen what he did. Um, behind that, we have a heavyweight bout of Andre Arlovsky versus Stefan Struve. This is going to be uh, – I don't want to call it a weed-out fight, but it kind of is. Um, both of these guys have been in, incredibly inconsistent in the last couple of years. Uh, Stefan Struve has had some heart issues that have kept him out of fights, whereas Andre Arlovsky has just not been the same since USADA hit, and he started getting drug tested regularly. He's uh, not the only one who's had that issue, but it, it's just a fact of life, I guess. Um, this really, it, in all honesty, if I had to guess, is going to end in a knockout on either side, but I, it, like the O'Malley-Andre Sukomp fight, I don't feel comfortable calling either one of them, um, but I guess if I have to go with my gut, I'm going to say Stefan Struve, just because Stefan does seem to show some flashes of glory occasionally, whereas Andre really seems like he is on the bottom side of his career. Uh, and for rounding out the main card, we have Kat Zingano versus Katie and Vieira. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Kat Zingano was kind of one of the first big names in women's MMA. Uh, and but has really not ever been able to finish out and get the big one. She's lost to Rousey. She's lost to Nunez. Um, whereas uh, Kitian Vieira is 9-0 and actually 3-0 within the octagon and uh, has a legitimate shot at really overcoming Z Zingano. Um, that being said, Zingano's judo and BJJ are absolutely next level. And I think are really are, are probably still going to put themselves over. Uh, they're still relatively young, Kitty and Vieira. Um, even though she is nine and zero, the competition that she's been doing that against has not been the highest level. So I'm probably going to go with Zingano and what will um, be, I guess, considered an upset. Uh, I think a lot of people have Kitty and Vieira rolling over Cat just because they think Cat's aging, but I, I think Zingano is going to pull this. Um, moving on down, I'm going to kind of skip around with some of these prelim fights but it, it's a stacked stacked prelim um just some awesome 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 fights i'm not going to really go through all of them in deep uh detail but i do want to touch on a couple of them um down on the ufc fight pass prelims we have brian caraway versus cody stammen uh, this is probably not going to end in a finish for either of them they're not big finishers stammen is a 16 and 1 and uh, has only ha only has one loss period that came in an early fight in the UFC. Uh, he he, another one of those kind of up and coming guys um, that can really do some danger down at that bantamweight weight class. But uh, Brian Caraway, this is a guy who about a year and a half ago was clamoring for a title fight, uh, but here recently has barely been staying in the top ten. That being said, uh, man, Brian Caraway's submission game is something next level. Um, he has, I mean, he's the number seven Bantamweight, and I believe he has about 15 submission victories in the UFC, number five all time, I think. Uh, so Caraway um, is the underdog here, uh, and, and we are going to see Cody Stammen come in as the favorite, but... Uh, kind of like with Kat Zingano, I think I'm going to pick Brian Caraway in the in an upset here. Cody Stammen's another guy with a 16 and one record, but he is still not an octagon veteran, and I think that's something 
that you're going to see be a big issue for a lot of fighters uh, here recently with the UFC signing so many just young guys. Uh, moving on from that one, uh, another just incredibly awesome fight that I'm excited for, C.B. Dalloway versus Hector Lombard. C.B. Dalloway is one of my per- is one of my personal favorite fighters in the world. Um, the guy does not put on a boring fight. And Hector Lombard was someone who, uh, about two and a half years ago, when middleweight was really getting switched up, people were talking about him being in the mix with Yoel Romero, uh, Jacare Sosa, Michael Bisving, all of them. Um, so uh, I don't think either of these guys are too far off from rounding back into that top 10 and looking towards a couple more victories in a title fight. Um, that being said, this is another one that's very hard to pick because it's probably going to end in a finish. Uh, Dalloway is an amazing wrestler and is a lot younger than, uh, than, uh, Lombard is. And I feel like Lombard's going to be susceptible to some submissions even though he is a judo and bjj black belt um he does have a little bit of the favorite but he's on a four fight losing streak and he's 40 years and in my mind when you're that old and you're on that big of a losing streak you're typically not going to recover so that being said i think i'm gonna go with cb dalloway again in upset uh two more uh prelim fights that i just want to cover real quick um John Dodson versus Pedro Pedro Munoz. <clears throat> John Dodson uh, has recently moved to bantamweight and is absolutely crushing it. He um, looks like a new man since he kind of since he moved up, uh, got away from the uh, having to deal with uh, Demetrius Johnson all the time. Um, looks like he kind of has a renewed vigor for the for the fight game. Uh, and not to say that Pedro Munoz isn't a game fighter. I just think John Dodson's kind of on another level right now and really caught his groove at Um, That kind of rounds out the fights that I really wanted to get to for UFC 222. Overall, I think this is going to be an awesome card. I think it's going to be one that a lot of people are going to overlook um, because there is not the star power that, you, that the UFC likes to have. Um, but I think overall you have a night of fantastic fights i mean i can see just just looking at the the fights that i went over i i would bet money at least seven of them are awesome awesome events um so just moving on to mma news i know sam has a little bit he wants to pipe in on um i just have a couple of things i I just have a couple of things i wanted to go over Real quick, first one is something that came out of Amazon two days ago. Um, Amazon's going to start selling the UFC pay-per-views. Um, nothing that crazy about it. They're not going to sell them for any cheaper. You're not going to get a discount if you have Prime. It, it's just another streaming op- option for the pay-per-views. Which, uh, that, wor- that helps out if um, <clears throat> you're not necessarily, like, you don't have a cable subscription. Like, a lot of people I know, uh, I don't have a cable subscription you don't have a cable subscription um so that really i think on the ufc side they're finally seeing that maybe they have they seen a like a dip in their pay-per-view buy rates possibly um you know i i I wonder i I think they kind of have but at the same time the ufc is almost cyclical where 
during this time of year, you usually don't have a lot of buys, but then the yeah. summer months hit, they have the big cards. Um, I think it's more about expanding the options and just making sure that they're out in as many, as many media outlets as they can be. I just wonder um, if they'll ever start doing how, and I don't mean to cross over, but how the WWE is done with the uh, WWE network, because, you know, they jumped on that ball really quick and got out of the, the, the pay-per-view business. Um, what was it 2014? So yeah. It's almost four, but... it'll be four years this WrestleMania season. So it's been almost four years since they've launched that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was their exact intent was to get out of the pay-per-view game. But it definitely did it for them. I think before they were bought out by WME, that was the long-term goal. I think now that WME has bought the UFC, it's good it, that it's not going to happen. And the Reebok deal really kind of fucks it because you have these fighter salaries set at such a low level that if they're not paying them pay-per-view money, then they're not going to be able to pay the fighters with with a $10 a month streaming service, you know? Well, and that's the thing is I, I, I hate that the whole, the whole Reebok thing, because if they would just go back to how they were doing it before, where these sponsors were paying the fighters individually rather than the UFC or the, rather than them having to rely solely on the UFC paying them money, they would be able to do something like that. So I think they've kind of screwed themselves in that situation where they've backed themselves into a corner where, they don't have a lot of wiggle room on what they want to do with pay-per-views because they, like you said, they know they have to pay them with these pay-per-view money. And uh, it's all on them for signing that, that deal with Reebok and taking away all those fighters sponsors. Well, and this goes back to what I said a little bit earlier about how young the fighters are that are getting signed to the UFC. Yeah. Uh, the, they, the UFC has 500 active fighters. The WWE has like a hundred wrestlers, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. But um, one other piece of news before we get to talking about Fox. Um, John Jones had uh, his hearing in front of the California State Athletic Commission today and got his, or not today, earlier this week, and had his license revoked from them, meaning he can no longer fight in the state of California he was also fined two hundred and five thousand dollars, and he still has his USADA his USADA hearing to come. Um, so he doesn't even know what his his real suspension is going to be, but he already knows that he's probably not going to be fighting in California anytime soon or ever again. Um, and it, I've ranted to a lot of people about John Jones, but it really breaks my heart to see what he has done to himself because this is a guy who had John Jones not screwed himself, we would be talking about how John Jones is the Michael Jordan of the UFC or how John Jones was the, uh, uh, the Walter Payton or who the, the fucking Tom Brady of the UFC. But instead he has done nothing but shoot himself in the foot and he has no one to blame but himself. It's just, it's, it's sad that he, this, this just amazing fighter has done this to himself. Um, on the last little bit of MMA news I wanted to go over though, uh, 
there are reports coming out now that Fox is in negotiations with the WWE to bring WWE Raw and SmackDown over to Fox and get rid of the UFC on Fox. Um, they're basically saying that there's 114, uh, a $114 million on the table on the deal for one of the two companies. Uh, this is big news. It, this 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 can this is a game changer. Um, I'm sure you read what I read, where they were talking about how this happens. Raw is going to be probably moving back to two hours, which I am thankful for. Which helps the WWE product, and I don't want to delve too far into that. Um, too far into like how I think it'll help WWE's product, but uh, it would help their product a lot. But my main outside of my wrestling questions which we'll touch on if you listen to this podcast this wednesday uh we'll be talking about that on there as well um but where will ufc go if fox does sign ww to that deal and they get rid of ufc uh ufc monday night slam on usa (laughs) (laughs) i i just wonder they could go to nbc um and have fight night on nbc sports yeah, but I just I, I don't know it. how welcoming NBC would be to something like that because Fox Fox Sports uh, has a lot of uh, more edgy. Uh, I use that term very loosely, but like more extreme sports. Fox Sports has a lot more of that. Um, yeah, whereas NBC Sports is like your NFL and you know that they just have the NFL and like the Olympics. I think. Um. So they're a much more like traditional sports network. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what they could do. Because if I they can't, am, well, they can't go back to Spike or what? Are, what are they called now? Universal or whatever the I can't. Whatever remember. the hell. Whatever Spike, Spike TV is now, uh, they can't go back there because they have a deal with uh, Bellator. Yeah, not happening. So I am. Um, I don't know. This it could get very interesting if Fox actually does sign sign the contract with the WWE. Here's what I think should happen for the UFC, and I mean this is kind of out of the UFC's control. ESPN is floundering. It's true. <laughs> they they need something to get viewers in. Being the marquee network of the UFC can bring viewers. If they can say, "Hey, we're gonna have a fight night every single Saturday night," that's 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 butts and seats. So I just, I don't, I don't know if I see ESPN putting them on. See, and I, I don't know if I do, and I agree with that. I just think if ESPN is smart and they want to get their shit together, they pick a sport and they run with it. <laughs> But I, I agree it would be good for ESPN, but from what I've seen from ESPN over the last few years, uh, they're not really doing what's best for their network, obviously. Um, and it's not that I don't think the UFC is going to have an issue finding a TV deal. It's just I don't see who they could sign a TV deal with right now because I don't see it happen with NBC. They're a much more traditional sports network. Like I said, I don't see it happening with ESPN because they're – I mean, basically you watch ESPN you're watching CNN too because they're a fucking political channel at this point. Uh, it's a news app. Yeah, the fucking news outlet by yeah, now. Yeah, 
Um, I, I I just I don't know. I don't know. I guess I could see him it, going to ESPN, but it, I'd be surprised. I'd be yeah. Surprised. I I don't know. It's going to be an interesting few months. I don't know. But the thing is, I I, I don't know that I believe that the the WWE wants to leave USA. Well, I. I you know, I, I think they'll go where the money goes, and I'm sure Fox will be able to offer a lot more money than USA would be able to. Yeah, I agree. So I, agree. I, I do 100% believe that, you know, in a few months, however long it's going to be, we'll be watching Monday Night Raw and uh, Tuesday Night Smackdown on uh, Fox Sports 1. I can't imagine they'd put it on just the local Fox channels. Um Let's see, that brings up another question. But I don't want to talk about that here, but like, well, listen listen to the podcast Wednesday. We'll, we'll address some more of these questions. But We're going to address the pro wrestling side of this issue, uh, yeah, on, on, on Wednesday. Um, it's such an yeah, odd I mean, thing. I didn't, th- I didn't, I mean, I knew, I knew there'd be a little bit of uh, uh, pro wrestling and MMA crossover on the, on this show because, you know, a lot of pro wrestlers go to the MMA, which is something else I want to bring up in a second. Um, but I didn't think it would come. I didn't think there'd be a crossover like this, where we're talking about like one of these shows could be on the other, <laughs> the other sports, you know, the other. Uh, Truly competing with each other. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause to me, they, they're not, they don't compete. They're, they're two completely different things. I watch them for two different values. Like I get two different kinds of enjoyment out of the WWE and the US. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a strange scenario yeah it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting i i I tell you if i'm the ufc (laughs) and this truly does happen and and they get kicked out to the curb i find a network like an nbc or or even i mean cbs used to run strike force fights does cbs have a sports uh, a, a strictly sports network no, but they would run it on their main channel. They would CBS yeah. would run Strike Force or X XFC or whatever the fuck it was called. But it, if I'm the UFC, I find a, comp, a company like that that'll let me run one, one, one or two free cards a month, no more than two, and then I go back to building my pay per views and yep. I make a load of pay per view view buys. I make it a pay per view business again. I make I make people want to spend the fifty sixty dollars on a fight card. I just had a thought when you brought up AB or CBS and it made me think um, the ESPN UFC thing could actually like plausibly happen in my head now because ESPN owns ABC or however that works, but ESPN and ABC are, they're connected. They're directly connected. ESPN could easily buy that contract and just throw them on ABC and not even have to worry about it being on ESPN. Yeah, they can literally just make it ABC's like new sports. The, you have them. You have that I come just... on. I'm like, you have You have you know, you commit that every other Saturday night is going to be, um, is going to be a UFC fight, uh, a fight night, and you throw it on on ABC and call it a day. I think that could actually work. Now that I now that I realize that ABC and ESPN are directly connected, which I already knew that, but it, like it just wasn't clicking in my head. I could fully like one hundred percent see that happening now. 
Of course, ABC and ESPN are owned by the world by the world's foremost evil conglomerate. So, I mean, do we really want to put the UFC in the hands of Disney? See, I don't. Everybody gets that that view from Disney, but I don't think they're really doing so bad with all the all the things they 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 have now. I don't think they are either. I just am terrified of a media company owning that much stock in yeah. every form of entertainment. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, like anytime that there's those random talks about the WWE is going to be bought by Disney, I'm like, oh god, oh, no! Yeah. It scares oh, me. No. <laughs> it scares me. That, 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 heart that, see, that scares me for a whole different reason, though. That doesn't scare me because it, it's Disney. That scares me because it's like. A completely different the, this company's been owned by the same person for fucking decades yeah but i also just don't trust disney with certain things and i don't trust that they would treat the ufc i mean maybe this i mean you know maybe disney is smart enough to realize what they would have if they did somehow end up in ownership of the ufc or yeah you know the ufc's tv deal i guess i think at this point disney is no longer a you know, a, a, a company that makes children family movies. I think at this point they're like a legitimate media company. Like they are legitimate with everything they do. They own ESPN. You know, you don't. They're the largest. Like they're the largest media. They're the largest media conglomerate in the in the world. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, they 100% do, and I think that that's a good thing for them is because they're getting away from. They still have the image of being a company that makes children's and family movies, but they still have all these other media outlets that not a lot of people realize they have like ESPN, ABC, you know, all that, all that. And uh, they just bought another huge company. I can't think of off the top of my head, but they're no longer, you know, they still do make those children's and families, family movies, but they're also like a major media company in every yeah. single media outlet possible. Yeah. Um. I mean, they bought the world's largest sports network. How, no matter how shitty it is, ESPN is still the biggest sports network on cable television. 100%. 100%. No matter how much it goes downhill, it is always going to be the best sport. Or, well, not the best, but the largest sports network in the nation. Yeah. Um. It's kind of moving on from the Fox thing. You said you had one other thing you wanted to bring up. Uh, it's the Bellator thing, which I brought up earlier uh, with the whole Spike thing. But uh, I don't. I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Bellator moving forward. You know, they in, uh, they just signed former WWE wrestler Jack Swagger, um, and he'll be having his first fight there. And I was listening to the Ross report which apparently is on a hiatus. He left podcast one and he's trying to find a new home for it. Um, I thought he had quit. A lot of people have left podcast one recently. I wonder yeah. what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who uh, talk is Jericho left yeah. podcast one as well. Didn't uh, they? And, and the stone colds and Raven and the Raven effect left like a bunch, a bunch have left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was listening to the Ross report the other day and, um, I can't remember who was on, but whoever Jim Ross's guest was for that, for that show, um, you know, JR brought up, you know, Brock Lesnar could be leaving WWE and go back to the UFC. And they even floated the idea of uh, Brock possibly signing with Bellator rather than signing with the UFC. How do you, if that, if that were to happen, which I don't think it will, 
because um, Brock's going to go where the money is, and I'm I'm positive the UFC can offer more money than Bellator can. But on the slim chance that Brock Lesnar does actually sign with Bellator, how do you think that would affect, um, you know, Bellator possibly like directly competing with the UFC as far as ratings and buy rates go? I so I have multiple answers to this question. First and foremost, Bellator is the the best competitor the UFC has had in a long time. Since but it is still yeah, since Pride. But it is nowhere near the UFC still. Right. Um they're doing shit like putting on freak shows by signing guys like Jack Swagger who are completely unproven. They're they're bringing in Chael Sonnen and Quentin and a fat Quentin Jackson to main <laughs> event their pay-per-views that I I mean in terms of being taken seriously as a, as a, as a true MMA promotion, Bellator still has a very far way to go. Yeah. Um, in when it comes to the Brock Lesnar question, if it happened, then I think the biggest issue would be the, the, the harm it would cause the working relationship between the WWE and the UFC, because no matter what anyone says, there is, there is definitely a working relationship. there. Yeah. I they, think that's they, obvious they, with UFC 200 where Lesnar fought Mark, Mark Hunt while he was still under contract with the WWE. Like that's the biggest, you don't just let someone under contract with a company go fight in a completely separate company without you wanna, you, talking that out with the other company first. And you want to tell me that the UFC had didn't push Ronda Rousey to go to the WWE at all? Oh, you don't 100%. think they even? You, you think they never once said, "Hey, you know what would make you a lot of money and make people think about us a lot is if you went to the UF, is if you went to the WWE." They definitely. Um, I don't think Brock would ever go. I, I just, I just don't ever see it happening. I don't. Well, think I don't either. I, I don't either, and that, and I'm not arguing that. Like, I don't think. I 100% don't believe he will ever go to Bellator. If he goes back into the MMA, he's going to go back to UFC. But in a hypothetical sense, if he were to go to Bellator, in my opinion, I don't think it would work at all. And I think it would just, like you said, strengthen that argument that they're putting on freak shows because Brock Lesnar's, what, 40? He's his mid-40s. Actually, I found this out the other day. Brock Lesnar is 39. He's what? Yeah. Okay, so he's 40 years old. <laughs> Brock uh, Lesnar, yeah, Brock Lesnar is younger than John Cena what? and barely older than Randy Orton. What? Yeah, I heard that the other day. I'm looking this up to make sure I know exactly how old he is. Um, I could have swore he was like 44 or 45. He just turned 40. He, he, he'll he turn 41 this year. What? The he's 40. Okay, so he's 40 years old. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, even past the age, so for one, he's forty years old. They have Bellator has Frank fucking Mir, who's like pushing ninety. Uh, but at the same time, like I understand Brock Lesnar was a good fighter when he was in the UFC. He did a lot of things while he was there. He's a big guy. He's intimidating. He's easy to market, but he doesn't have that great of a record. No, he does not have a great record. And I think a lot of people look over that. What is he five and three? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're actually right. I think it, I think it's five and three. Yeah, I mean, he, he has a not great record. He has a pretty terrible fucking record for someone of that stature. If you watch his fights, 
very few of them were good. No, not like, a lot of his fights were good. And most of the wins he has, he beat um, Mark Hunt in a fight that he should have won a lot earlier. But he took it three rounds because he got well, gassed he early on. He got fucking gassed out because he's old. Yeah. Um, he also beat... Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Hey, I, okay, so... It, Let's go through his wins. I know he's beat, he's beat Frank no, Mir and Randy Couture, I, Mark Hunt. I have his, I have his, his record here. Okay. So we're going to go through the entire career of Brock Lesnar to end the show. I, I, I like this. <laughs> um, he started off by beating Min Soo Kim, which is a absolute terrible, terrible, terrible Korean fighter. But he was originally supposed to fight Dong Hoon Choi, which I don't know if you know who that is. I've but he is a... He is a seven foot one giant asian man um who is probably the worst fighter ever he was also used to be a professional basketball player in china so brock was just um, going to win his first fight regardless of who the fuck they put in there yes so he wins one fight against the no name then he gets brought in in the main event of ufc 81 <laughs> and gets tapped out by frank fear with a knee bar <laughs> i remember i remember that vividly this was one of the, this was actually, this was the first UFC fight that I had actually paid for. Me and Andy each saved $40, or not for $20, because it was $40 back then. And we each saved $20 for it. And yeah, I remember being so mad when Brock Lesnar got tapped out. But now I'm looking back and it's so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Then he goes on to beat Heath Herring in a, Heath Herring, in a fight. That- that's what I couldn't remember. But yeah, I remember that yeah. fight. Because did that fight not start out with uh, the ref poked Heath Herring in the fucking eye uh, during the role reading at the, in the middle of the fucking cage before the fight yes. even starts? So, yes. so Heath Herring starts the fight with one eye. And then He's like, ah. it comes <laughs> out, you know, the fight starts. And then Brock just fucking bum rushes Heath because he's blind. Well, and- the thing is, though. The fight went all three rounds. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, Brock bum rushes the guy who has one eye, mind you. He's blind as fuck. Bum rushes him, knocks him on the ground, and it still goes to a decision. Like, Brock Lester, so this is at this point in his career, he's two and one. He's not a great fighter. Then he somehow gets in a UFC heavyweight title match against Randy Couture and wins via TKO. This is like a 40 something year old Randy Couture. Yes, an aging Randy. This is this is the start of the four fight win streak that uh, that Brock Lesnar had. Then he beat Frank Mir in that rematch at UFC 100 um, by TKO. Uh, that 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 was like his one real shining. His, act. Yeah, that was his one real fight where he actually looked good throughout the whole thing against a fighter who was actually, you know, competent at the time. Because Randy Couture, like us, he was like forty something years old in that fight. Randy Couture was half dead at this point. Yeah. Um, then he went on and faced Shane Carwin in his last win in the UFC because technically he did not beat Mark Hunt. Um, he, which he beat Shane Carwin with an arm triangle after Shane Carwin beat him like a baby back bitch yeah, for a round and a half. <laughs> Shane, Brock Lesnar was knocked out yeah. in that uh, fight. Yeah. He, he was legitimately knocked out and they just ignored it. It was bullshit. Shane Carwin got screwed. I wanted the UFC 200 fight to be Shane Carwin Brock Lesnar, but I think 
I think the second that they said Shane Carwin, Brock was like, no, I'm not fighting. Fuck you. I'll I think just, he I'll knew. I'll just have my match. I'll just have my match with SummerSlam. I'm not, I'm not coming back. No, I don't want to do this now. Like, I think he knows if that happened. Shane Carwin would have came in there and murdered him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Then he lost to Cain Velasquez and literally did get beaten like a baby back bitch. Yep. Um, and then, then he leaves I, and goes back to WWE. Nope, not yet. No, no, no. Yeah, he he, he had another fight. I forgot about this. Got the shit beat out of him by Alistair Overeem. Yeah, and then he gets that. Uh, I don't, almost fucking yeah. dies. Yeah, from a staph infection. Goes back to the WWE, fights Mark Hunt, beats Mark Hunt in a terrible fight, and then it gets overturned. And now we're talking about the fact that this man is probably going to fight again because for some reason. If you give people like two, three years, they forget that he's not entertaining. He is the best worst fighter in MMA history. One hundred percent. Like everyone, even me. Like I'm not. I'm not saying this as if it doesn't happen to me too. I know how shitty of a fighter he truly is. But every time the UFC is like Brock Lesnar's coming back, I'm like, holy fuck! I gotta watch this shit. Oh no, I do too. Every I can I, I can remember watching the pay per view where they announced that Brock Lesnar was coming back, and and losing my shit and texting Andy, Brock Lesnar's coming back, Brock <laughs> Lesnar's coming back, and then and then like two days later, me and Andy and Chase were group texting about it, and we were like, "Why are we excited for this? This is going to be terrible." Yeah, and it was. UFC 200 was the first pay-per-view off I actually paid for with my own money. I'm so sorry. Since Chuck Liddell's uh, last fight. And I'm a huge Chuck I Liddell am... fan, so like that's why I never bought another one after that. But I, I'm sorry, because that was a terrible pay-per-view that you paid for. Yeah, it was. I'm still, I still want my money back. I, I don't blame you. You should write well, a letter the to the UFC. Okay, well, just... To be fair, the rest of the card was really good. I thought it was, yeah, no, it, it, it was good. Um, and honestly, and, and people will shit on me for saying this. I loved the Anderson Silva, Daniel Cormier fight I because it showed, it showed what a high, high level wrestler does yeah. and how you have Olympic level grappling. The best of the best can't touch you. doesn't matter. It's, you can shut them down all day. I think that's one of the most overlooked things in MMA is being able to actually wrestle and grapple because a lot of it's not flashy. And the thing is the best fighters in the world, the people who always do just insanely good, the guys who used to go to pride and just destroy it were wrestlers were NCAA all Americans. And people, people, people don't want to talk about wrestling because it's boring. But the fact of the matter is, it is the most important skill to have in MMA. Yeah, you. I mean, you can have jujitsu. You can have you, you can have all those things and still be good. But if you don't know how to, if you get taken on down onto the ground, and you can't position yourself and you can't move around, and you can't sprawl on the fucking ground, it's you're fucked. Like, yep. You can only you're win so many fights in MMA standing up. Eventually, you're going to have to get a ground game, some sort of a ground game, which means learning, learning how to wrestle. It, it, have you ever, have you ever seen the Chael Sun and Anderson Silva fight? Uh, yes. That that is the perfect example of what happens when a guy who has never truly faced an elite grappler 
ha- that's what happens. Yep. If you get you get fucked up and then you win with a goddamn triangle chugger. I was so fucking mad, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that's what I, about what I have for the week, though. Yep. Um, before we sign off, I would like to announce we got our first sponsorship, Alex. <gasps> we have we a sponsor. Do. I locked it down while uh, while you were you were talking. I had my mic muted for a little bit. I locked down a sponsorship. Uh, oh man, where's my phone at? The first plug, and it's so it's it's so unprofessional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yep. Thank you to our sponsor. Uh, for all your vaping needs, go to vapetrystar.com. That is vapetrystar.com. Uh, you get you some e-liquids. Let's see what we got here. We got some A65. That's a that's a nice tobacco. We got the keys. Right, I, key lime I, cheesecake. I tell you, Sam, I like key lime cheesecake, and I don't vape, but you know, if I did, I'd probably like key lime cheesecake. Hey, it's good stuff, man. I've had it. We got a 615. That's a strawberry something. Better up. It's a vanilla cake batter. Glacier berry. A little bit of berry and some menthol. Uh, late night breakfast. That's a nice creamy, milky cereal. Nice and tasty. And the brand new just released today, Friday, March 2nd. This liquid was just released today. Just the basics. It's a nice, smooth, minty, fresh e-liquid. You can get that at vapetristar.com. $27.99. Uh, yeah, go there, get you some, get for your, all your e-liquid needs. So thank you to Trust Our Vape Co. for uh, being our first sponsor. You heard it here first, folks. For all your vape needs, Trust Our Vape Co. Good shit, good shit. But yeah, thank you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember, um, well, you've already listened to the Elite Sports Show if you're listening to this on Monday. But the Spotcast coming out Wednesday, every Sunday, Elite Sports Show Monday, MMA Mondays with good old alex woods and then we've got the spot cast on wednesdays which would be me and alex and maybe a guest maybe we'll bring some random fucker on talk about something maybe else. We'll... i have no idea what he's talking about but hey that's all the fun we, we have a we, ha- we have a couple we have a couple of guys like that that we that we can that we can drag on and force them to talk about shit that they don't understand oh yeah i've been trying to get uh twitter to come on uh, come on the wrestling show and try to figure out what we're talking about but yeah <coughs> Thank you, guys. I'll let you send it off, Alex. This is your show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I really do appreciate this. Uh, Like he said, be looking out for that MMA uh, Monday coming out every single Monday. And uh, look out for the Spotcast coming out on Wednesday. But uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Enjoy the UFC 222 this weekend. I think it is going to be a fantastic card. Um, And I'll definitely be giving a little review of it uh, next Monday. Uh, That being said, I am signing out. Sam, have a good night. Y'all take it easy. When you see me, homie, yeah, you see me gooned up All my niggas strap ready to bust my doula Talking out the side of your neck, not cool, bruh Make me violent to the puts in your chest with Ruger when you see me, homie, yeah, you see me gooned up All my niggas strapped ready to bust my doula Talking out the side of your neck, not cool, bruh Make us volunteer to put 10 in your chest with Ruger Okay, young girl, let me get her 32 in the clip, I'ma hit her Niggas talking about racks, they ain't got no sacks If so, let's go get her I'm the hardest, bitch, I'm the coldest To the low, low, everybody know this 
Heights side, yeah, that's front street. Put some niggas no wrong beef that I mentioned. I'm north side. Back to center, that's court side. And I'm known to let the torch ride. Cut my hair off, cause I let the torch ride. First 48, y'all beat the case. Don't fuck with many, cause niggas fake. Sugar coated, sweet as hell. Move them bells, no need scales. Homie, yeah, you see me gooned up All my niggas stop ready to bust my doula Talking out the side of your neck, not cool, bruh Make me violent to the puts in your chest with Ruger When you see me, homie, yeah, you see me gooned up All my niggas stop ready to bust my doula Talking out the side of your neck, not cool, bruh Make me violent to the puts in your chest with Ruger What's up, man? You niggas know me. Still yelling free bill and motherfucker police. I grind hard with no sleep. Up all night with my main squeeze. Fuck you, pussy niggas. Get in their head. Brain freeze. All you niggas talking, I can't hear you cause I'm on that loud. Why you acting bad? I'ma whoop your ass like you my child. Catch me in your house just like a mouse and I won't make a sound. Went to the head and I won't smash it out. I'm on that Jesus shit. R.I.P. the Jesus bitch. All my niggas from the streets, they start. We on that Jesus shit. No, I'm not Weezer, but yeah, I'm a Martian. I can't hear you niggas talking. Beg your pardon. When you see me, homie, yeah, you see me gooned up. All my niggas start ready to bust my doula. Talking out the side of your neck, not cool, bruh. Make me violent to the puts in your chest with Ruger. When you see me, homie, yeah, you see me gooned up All my niggas stop ready to bust my doula Talking out the side of your neck, not cool, bruh Make me violent to the puts in your chest with Ruger